one to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cami. What up, Cami? Hey, Bryant. Cami, uh, welcome back to the show that you helped found over a year and a half ago. <laughs> it's been going great. Um, I've, it's been a, we, we recorded a cluster that we'd been releasing, and we, it's been a little while since we recorded, so it's it's just been so long. Uh, I feel like has been but a not while that long, but a little while. They wouldn't know because we just put out episodes every week. But you fools, <laughs> it's been like listening. a month. <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah, no, it's been really great. We just uh, had uh, Paris Judgment of Paris go up. That was a really cool topic to go into. Fun Greek mythology, but with like a twist too. Not not super Greek Greco. What you're used to, because uh, that's you know in mystery we pick lots of different topics from historical events, uh, myth, legend from all sorts of walks of life and uh, of leaf. Uh, no, sorry. That's a pun for today. So we're going to talk about um, Vikings in North America today. I'll just, that's, this is a, I've got a PowerPoint ready. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, it's this episode is actually kind of brought to us from uh, someone who commented on a video. Um, the So YouTube user, the MVP 2099. What video was it? It was the one with Debbie. Thank we were talking you. about St. Bernard. St. Bernard? <laughs> Patrick? No. No. St. Bernard. No. We were talking about St. Patrick. Yes. And also this other guy, St. I know. Yeah. Someone. We, it was, yeah, talking about, like, yeah, Irish priests, um, Vikings came up, and, and just in general rating and the movement of the people. And he pointed out, because um, I had made a comment um, about Vikings – uh, like essentially reaching North America. I was I, I was mistaken. I thought I had read an article and I tried to scour the internet to find it. I, I swore I found something about a, a Viking um, like ship had been found on the West Coast somewhere. I swear I, I, I had read that. I didn't. I, if you find that article, save me, please. Because I, I can see the article in my head and I could totally make it real. Uh, but... What did happen is Vikings reaching from the East Coast. And, like, as soon as you pull up a map, you're, you, you're like, Brian, how would they get to the West Coast? That's insane. <laughs> it's so much easier just to go bloop, like, from You from probably Europe. saw it on the Daily Mail or something. I know, yeah. <laughs> Vikings in Cali for spring break. Um, so, it, yeah, it's, it's – and I, I say this is definitely not a lesser-known thing now. It's sort of become one of those, like – extremely well-known lesser-known facts i want to say because everyone's like did you know vikings actually discovered america and it's like did you know indigenous people had been living in america for thousands of years before that and so i just want to kind of throw that out there that it's not like vikings founded america and amerigo vespucci was like ah the vikings <laughs> so that but there, there is some really cool stories and there's there's not a lot of archaeological evidence, and there's a pretty clear-cut timeline on this. So I think we've got a nice little episode here. Cami has a story uh, about one of the most famous ones. I believe she's talking about Leif Erikson, that you, uh, a name you you would would know if you knew any uh, Vikings. Um, he's quite famous. So Cami, take it away. Sure. So I was on. I should have looked up how to pronounce this. Um, no tender. Dot hi dot is and this yeah. is the Greenland saga, and it was translated into English. Uh, so I'll just begin. Bjorn was filled with wonderlust. He spent his winters as a young man on the sea, pilfering we wealth from faraway lands. When his riches were great, he acquired a ship to sail to fabled Greenland. With him on his voyage 
was the famed explorer Eric the Red. When they settled Greenland, Eric married and had many children, one of which was a son, Leif. There was a rumor of lands beyond this one, with greater riches. As Leif grew into a man, Eric told him stories of these places, which filled him with such desire that he amassed his own wealth and purchased Bjorn's ship and manned it fully. Without his father by his side, he journeyed the way Bjorn instructed, and it wasn't long before the men came upon a place familiar in the imagination of their captain. The land was barren and icy from sea to hill, so he named it Hell and boarded a ship again on his way towards destiny. After many landings filled with disappointment, for none were suitable for life, they came upon an island with green grass which held such which held dew so sweet they took it to their lips with pleasure. They settled this place to wait out the approaching winter. The seas and lakes surrounding them were filled with salmon, and the weather was mild compared to the land of his father. They weren't long into winter when one of the men came back drunk with a tail of purple grapes upon the vine. So Leif took his 35 men into the wilderness and carried back enough fruit to fill the hull of his longship. And as he sailed away from this place, he christened it Vinland. Woo! And that's where we get the barefoot wine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was good. That got Cammy pretty good. <laughs> YouTube.com slash mystery for Cammy's laughing at my terrible jokes. Cammy, great story. Um, I think that really Thank captures you. it well. I'll, I'll uh, put a, an alert because if, if you have been listening to us uh, long, um, you're, I'm going to talk about the Last Kingdom series, uh, or otherwise known as the Saxon series, by Bernard Cornwell. Now, if you need an audiobook or a book, go check his stuff out. It's so great. I'm actually just I've just started rereading the whole series, um, or uh, listening to it on my drives. Uh, I was out of, out of audiobooks, and I I just started, it, and I love it. And it it's so great. It's about um, 9th century England, the Dane Danish invasion, and I just everything I know about Vikings aside from just sort of the general stuff, which kind of doesn't always get it right. Um, I've really learned from his books. And, and I, I, Bernard Cornwell, when you read his books, you go in and you get a extremely well-written uh, fictional story that's, that's you know, histor- historical fiction. And you also get like a, a college credit. Like at a, you, you just walk out smarter because he just wove, woves in history lessons into it. And it's so great. And... Um, so, and there's the Last Kingdom TV series as well. So please check one of those out. But I, I, a lot of that has kind of given me why, you know, what a Viking is and what those people are. So like, you know, we're talking about the Germanic and Scandinavian peoples. Uh, if you can kind of think of a map, um, those Northern peoples and it, it got crowded. The land got bad. They had to move. The, the Anglo-Saxons did it a few hundred years um, early to get to the British Islands. And then the Danes came a few hundred years after that. And we're like, you did a great job a few hundred years ago. We're going to do what you did. Uh, so that's a great example. But this is – Leif Erikson is just one of those guys that just took it a little further. Um, he's the one that we have evidence of, of, of really going further. And and so hitting Canada, they, they hit that tip of North America and – uh, they were able to to make a little bit out of it. Now they they didn't stay long. We, we've got a couple archaeological sites, um, and it was all done around the late tenth century. We the the there, there are these um, 
great archaeological evidences, like uh, knots that wouldn't have been like like tied, you know, um, materials, uh, ropes that were made like tied into knots that were found that were like couldn't have been found there that were Viking, you know, things like that that help explain it. Um, uh, Lance Amado's. Uh, is one um, Norse Greenland is is really considered one as well actually because it's technically like yeah if if we get to the hemispheres and all that apparently um, and uh, then of course like in Newfoundland and stuff like that Rose Point I think is what it's also called um, and so Point Rose so there are these 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 several sites where they've got these these Viking settlements now so, you know they didn't stay long um which is crazy like think about how the world would have been if if they really did and there isn't a, a bunch of direct evidence um with uh trade against an interaction with indigenous americans which they they certainly were there at this time for some time but again uh much like the vikings in a way they were nomadic um now in in Scandinavia, there were plenty of settlements, and that was one reason. There was overpopulation, and so they moved. But in North America, there wasn't overpopulation for the most part. They were, you know, several millions of people were able to live on the continent at once, the indigenous peoples, and in their nomadic lifestyles and things like that, especially in North America, um, what with the weather being so severe at times. So uh, Leif Erikson is, is essentially a hero um, in, like, uh, Iceland. Like, he, he is considered... Um, uh, like there, there's statues to him. There's statues to him in America. Um, he, it's it's kind of wild, which is kind of nice. Like I mean, he he did really go put himself out there. That was uh, kind of a crazy way. Now I I wasn't so he did find what he called he called the area of Vinland. Think of like England, the thrown the the land out there, and it literally means like land of wine. And I looked the Danish word for wine, which I think he would speak Danish. I don't know if he was a Dane. Um, he. Uh, a Norse explorer is what it says. So he would have spoke, spoke Norse, uh, Norse and Danish would have been really similar, just like old English. They were all kind of like, you know, in that saga, they mentioned ger uh, Germanic language as well. So there might have been, yeah, old, yeah, some old English, old German. The, these were all, they were all like part of the same stem. And so they were all mm -hmm. really similar. But what's really cool, and I couldn't really figure this out, but the the Danish the, the modern Danish word for wine is vin, V-I-N, which is like vino, Italian, vin, V-I-N, French. I mean, wine, we, you know. Um, so I think that's really cool. I And I, I imagine, I don't think that they weren't growing it in, in uh, the Norse and Scandinavian countries. Um, it wasn't until like you know, getting into contact with Europe, I bet, and, and the Mediterranean that they got it. So they probably borrowed the word from them. So I just thought that was a really cool little thing. Uh, but there was, there was quite a bit that happened, um, for a little while. Uh, there were some attempts to, to do that. Um, his Leafs brother, Torvald Erickson also sailed, uh, and uh, Torvald apparently wasn't so nice though. He uh, apparently found, um, a con like a, a native uh, indigenous Americans sleeping in uh, canoes um, and they were killed. Now this is kind of like the op uh, modus operandi for Vikings. You kind of kill first, you know, you gotta, you gotta come in strong really. And then you start trading. Um, and, but they were essentially uh, one victim ran away uh, and came back and they routed them and they were gone. Uh, they, they had to escape. And uh, after killing several of the Vikings that, that were trying to settle. So, uh, aside from that, it, it's kind of interesting because um, the, everything that we know is is essentially from the sagas of the Icelanders and and what what Cami sort of cited, 
And that's where this story comes from and, and then the archaeological sites. And I kind of it's hard to kind of describe what the saga of the Icelanders are. Um, Snorri Sturluson um, was a contributor to that. His name has been popping up all the time in this show. <laughs> Um, he was a uh, an Icelandic chieftain in the 14th century. I should know that by now for sure. Um, but what he uh, – it, it's a collection of of poems, uh, of, of, of 40 sagas. Um, some of them are incomplete, but they're, they're sort of old manuscript histories. Uh, yeah, the Icelandic sagas, um, the sagas of the Icelanders, uh, this is from uh, an, an Iceland traveling website um, – Written in the 13th and 14th century, uh, these are the narratives based on historical events that took place in the 9th, 10th, and 11th century, exploring Iceland in relation with these sagas, um, giving information about their history. So it it, it sort of reminds me of um, – there's like the, Anglo, or, uh, the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. That's what Bernard Cornwell used to basically write the Last Kingdom books. But it's like you're, you're, you're just sort of taking the word of the oral history and stuff like that. So – who knows? The thing we do know is the importance of Leif Erikson, his notoriety, and these these sites in Canada, um, on the edges of Canada. So they absolutely made it there. They absolutely did not stick around for very long, and there wasn't anything significant. Um, I wanted to say it was really cool. Kyle, my girlfriend, was playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and that is about that is the, that is the time period that the Last Kingdom set in. It's the the Danish invasion. Al, uh, Alfred the Great of Wessex is you know combating them. And at one point, the main character actually like goes to um, North America and trades. You, you're you're there temporarily. I don't. I, Kyle could explain it to me. I I wasn't really interested, um, on, honestly, but uh, in the game, sadly, um, it just didn't grip me. Um, but but she, I saw her playing, and she was trading with uh, an indigenous American. They were you know like they had unique materials and things like that. So um, I thought that was really cool because again, there's so many similarities uh, similarities between. Um, I, I feel like between the the Scandinavian people, because I, I can't Viking. When you go Viking, you know that you're not always a Viking. You go Viking when you when it's when you're bored, when you need money, when there's nothing else to do. There's too many farmhands already, too many mouths to feed. You go Viking. You find ships. You find Irish people to take and sell to other people. That's that's what you do when you're bored, and you're a Scandinavian. So um, yeah, it, it's really cool. Uh, the the I will say that there was like. Um, uh, what is it? The Danish Denmark um, kind of like claimed um, these some of these areas, especially uh, Greenland, for quite some time. Even though they had like no communication with them for for a while, and then during the Reformation, um, they tried to like reestablish. Uh, yeah, Dano Norwegian missionary Hans um, Eged was sent to Greenland in 1721, um, finding no surviving Europeans. Um, it did sort of like. Denmark was like, let's let's get back in that place because everyone's starting to colonize, you know, and they're like, yeah, we'll colonize too. Don't we have some colonies actually? Didn't we? Yeah, didn't we like start this? So that was the really cool point. And and I'll notice too, the Point Rose um, in Canada that that excavation, um, the big news hit in 2016, and the the f- other uh, Vinland stuff was in the 70s. So this was extremely recent. I just want to throw that out. I there. remember when I was a kid. This wasn't like we weren't sure kind of thing. Yeah. Like we we had the sagas, I guess, and these stories, but it was just a story. Right. And then I guess they started finding archaeological evidence. I am not. I was not born in the seventies. This was in the eighties. <laughs> sure, but it, it would have been. It would have taken later. some time to really, you know, in the seventies is when pe- the, the, this couple like 
first excavated it. So it takes time to, okay, it, yeah. it would, it would take. To, to, to interpret the data. Yeah, sure. tens of years to really like solidify that and for people to care, you know. Um, but it is, it's, it's really interesting to see. And I, I wonder one day we will see in California a Viking longship just going to shore and they'll be like, Bryant was right. <laughs> uh, so I think that covers it. There's a good bit more. Wikipedia has a whole section um, on uh, the Norse colonization of North America is what it's called. There's some really cool stuff there um, connected to Leif, his brother, and a few other things um, there. And it explains that history that I was telling you about going into um, colonialistic reformation, all that. The Once, once uh, the Scandinavian countries kind of started to act a little more European in their involvement in that, there's some really cool history there. So check that out if you're interested. And then if, please... Uh, Bernard Cornwell, Last Kingdom series, and the Saxon series books, the first one being The Last Kingdom, super good, really love them, and they've really helped shape uh, my idea of, of this this time period, the 10th, 9th and 10th century, which is when this happened. So thanks again to um, uh, the MVP 2099 for giving us this idea to talk about this because um, I definitely had an idea somewhere. Lee Erickson's a really cool topic, but this is a really um, – cool angle just to go at it and cammy had a fantastic story thank you cammy for your thank you work. yeah absolutely so everyone uh mystery we're done with this one uh we hope you enjoyed it <laughs> if you have any my cat's meowing i gotta wrap up i'm sorry uh if you have any suggestions for shows let us know mystery at gmail.com is a great way to get in touch with us our facebook group instagram twitter all that uh, link tree is in the description. You can click that. And it'll take you to all the landing sites for everything, including our Discord. So feel free to get intimate there if you'd like. I think that covers it, right, Cammy? That's about it. Excellent. Well, everyone, we will see you next time. Oh. Oh. Wine. <laughs>